Check me out. Sahid Hayes, let's go, let's go the fall. a lot of heat right there uh the way that melody came on there the way that flow came on there the way that all that aligned up like that the way that synced together Ooh, that was real mean that was real real mean but you already know what it is it's time for another episode of the guiding like which one and only host your main mans your boy the kid Demonte Hood, aka D Hood Jet Life, aka D Hood Mini Fro. When you gonna get a haircut? <laughs> Cue the applause. Yes, sir-ski. Now, as I'm recording this, I don't know how long it's been since I've last recorded. Um, but I'm I'm figured it's been a while because I'm I was kind of like, all right, man, I gotta get back into that record that grind mode. So that's why I was like, you know what, I'm about to just drop. Uh, I ain't even preview nothing. I ain't said nothing. I'm just I'm like, yo, it's time to drop. Um, quote of the day. This is another person that wants to remain anom- uh, anonymous. Um, and she said, uh, believe in vibes, words often lie. So we're going to unpack that in a little bit. Um, uh, YouTube sensation, right? This dude I used to see like, uh, around Kevin Samuels. I guess he was like this relationship guru dude. I guess he passed away. I didn't know that. Again, I kind of haven't really been like on social media and, and on blogs and stuff like that. I didn't even know he passed away. You know, because the funny thing is, I used to see funny clips of the guy all the time, but I didn't know that he died. I think I just recently saw that. Um, and it's kind of sad because this dude was hilarious. He kind of was super raw and he would tell you like how it is, you know, and I think it was kind of crazy when I saw that he passed away because um, I thought I, th- I definitely thought he was super, super funny and super, uh, super entertaining. So um, uh, R.I.P. to him, man, that's, that's uh, really sad stuff. But. Um, um, the title of this one, the title of this one today is competition. Um, right. And we, we just going to uh, dive in and, and, and unpack what competition means to you, what competition means in general. Is it healthy? Does it motivate you? Is there negative aspects of it? You know, we're going to go through the different, uh, life stages of just competition in general. So first things first, let's go ahead and um, unpack this quote. Um, so believe in vibes, words often lie. I mean, that the, the first thing right there, believe. So um, if you're talking to someone and you kind of, um, I don't know, like you, 
you you just believe in their word, right? Like you, you know, not to make this super religious, but like if you're a you know if you're a person that goes to church, you believe in the word of so and so, so and so, whatever church you go to, right? Uh, you believe in that, right? <laughs> I don't even know if we can touch on this, but I believe I can fly, you know, and we're going to we're going to say that's an anonymous R&B singer. Right. Uh, That's definitely some hot water topics that we're not going to jump into. But anyway, uh, but to believe, uh, believe in a vibe. So um, for people who don't know what a vibe is, then, you know, how long you've been living on the rock. Right. Uh, A vibe could be anything. Right. When you. Um, let's say you're going out, let's say, you, you know, you for 30 year old mom, you're going to a grocery store and you shopping for some macaroni or something like that. And you meet another 34 year old mom and she's shopping for some ham or something like that, you know, and you like, oh, where'd you get that ham? And oh, where'd you get your, you know, that's a vibe. Like you guys just created a vibe between each other, right? Just off of a food, like off of interest in food, right? That's, that's a vibe. Um, there's good vibes there's bad vibes right there's there could be a person that you like man uh, every time he's around we in trouble like his trouble comes away that that's a vibe and that's your body telling you nah man you got to stay away from that that's a bad vibe right so you believe in the good vibes or you believe in a bad vibe uh words often lie uh i don't know about this i don't know about this half of the quote right words often lie i don't know um this to me is like a um broken promise Right. Words often lie. Um, and this is heavy. Right. Um, not that not that this person gave me this quote. I kind of want to ask them why they why they second, said the second half of the quote. I just had them write it. And I was like, you know what? I, you know, I'll unpack it later. You know, when they wrote it, they were really quiet and they didn't say too much. Right. So I'm like, OK, well, you know. Um, and this is the second time I've got a quote from, you know, an individual. I, you know, sometimes I usually get it from a song or a movie or something like that, or I make, I might make it up myself. So what I've been doing now is I've been asking, you know, individuals that I know, friends, you know, people that, you know, what, what's a quote that you believe in? What's a quote that's inspired by you? Because I, I like this segment of the quote because this quote rings true to you for a reason. And it, and actually that's how I've, I would get to know you is through this quote, right? But now that I'm hearing this quote, I'm like, man, maybe I should ask her about this. So, yeah. Um, words often lie. So, yeah, this this to me is like a broken promise. Like, oh, you're, you know, your dad was supposed to pick you up on a Saturday and he didn't come to like Tuesday or, you know, you forgot this or you forgot the milk or, you know, something so simplistic as that. Like words often lie. Or maybe this is coming from a coach, right? Like, oh, man, hey, when you get here, you know, you're going to be our starter, going to be our guy. And it's not like that when you get to a certain place or um, just anything like that. You know, words often lie. I just want to unpack that because I, I also don't believe that. I think if you general like you, if you generally like believe in a person, like you believe in a person's word, let's say this is a best friend of yours, words often lie. You don't believe that your best friend is lying or making up or telling a story about anything that they're going through because this is a, this is the part this is the reason you call this person your best friend. It's the reason that you rock with this person. It's the reason this your man, it's your main man, it's your homie, home skillet, home slice, whatever you want to call him. That's why you rock with him is because you believe in his word. So when you say his words often lie, like, yeah, I mean, maybe something came up like, dang, dog, I didn't I couldn't make it to your girl's, you know, 
15th, 16th birthday party because I'm, you know, I got caught up at home with some family stuff, you know, whatever the case may be, um, whatever the case may be, I mean, that's just what it is. Like that, he didn't, that person didn't lie. I feel like, well, and essentially, yeah, maybe he did lie. Like, hey, I'm coming, but I'm not, but like his actions. Oh, okay. Now I see. Okay. Believe in the vibes, right? Okay. Believe in the vibes. Words often lie. Okay. So yeah. So, okay. So his words technically was a fabrication. was a lie, but his vibe is so of a great aura that you just be like, all right, well, I believe what was going on. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Okay. I see. I see. Now I see the segment. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, they're also, again, it's the whole segment is about competition, right? Um, how inspired are you or uninspired are you by competition, right? Um, so I got a call, shout out our sponsor, Ronnie Love Catering. Um, I got a call from Mr. Love himself. Um, and I asked him, I was like, how do you feel about competition? Right. I asked him, so as you, as being, you know, the head chef, the head guy, head guy in charge, you, you know, the shot caller, how do you feel about competition? Like, and when I called him, it was no hesitation in his voice. It was no shakiness or anything like that. He's like, it ain't no competition. Damn, son. So what you saying? You know, so and to me, when he said something like that, it reminded me of like, uh, I immediately thought of DMX, right? Uh, Earl Simmons, another guy, uh, another great guy in the rap game. Um, shout out New York. Uh, Yonkers, I think he's from Yonkers. So boom, DMX to me was one of them dudes who like, he didn't see no competition. Like, you know. Uh, I think no matter what the situation is, if you throw a, uh, a Earl Simmons, Dark Man, Exodus, if you throw if you throw a DMX track on there, um, bro, that you about to eclipse the whole room. Without a, if you throw, where my dogs at? Right here, dog. Where my dogs at? You know what I'm saying? If you throw something like that on there. Or, you know, what a hood, what a hood, what, you know what I'm saying? Like anything like that, it eclipses the whole room without a doubt, without a hesitation in my mind. Right. And to me, that was one of those dudes. And, and I'm, I'm kind of switching over to the rap game a little bit is everybody wants to be the best in the rap game. They want to be the best rapper. So it, it, there is no room for fear in the rap game. And the way and the way he came in to me was that he literally displayed that it was no fear. And like it and you can kind of feel it. You can kind of feel it when you got an alpha, you got a top dog in the building. Oh, you will feel it for sure. Ain't no ain't no, ain't no doubt about it. Like you're gonna feel it. Like he gonna make you feel you. Like he gonna make you feel him. Because he, he wants you to know, like, dog, it ain't no competition. And that goes back to my uncle. Like he already know, like, you know, and I'm kind of I'm on the sidelines like, oh, okay, you know, but in reality is that's what you got to believe that. And most rappers believe that. Like if you if you coming into uh, if you coming into any competition, right, you'd be like, well, I hope to get second. You already lost. Right. What what was the um, what was. What was the, what was the big, big quote that we had? Um, um. If you ain't first, then you're last, right? If you ain't first, then you like that's it right there. Like if you not first, then you last. 
you know, that's it. You know, if you're not, if you don't want to be the best, then what are you doing? And I'm and I'm not saying that you're you're a failure if you're not in first or you know whatever the case may be because I think and we're gonna switch this to more of a sports debate. Um, football football is a team sport, right? It's what eleven guys out there, right? So if you don't make it to the Super Bowl every year, did you fail? No, right? Football is a competitive thing. You didn't fail if you didn't, you know. What I'm saying especially. So it's, if we get, if you were to pick that individually, um, man, you know, let's say your left tackle is, I don't know, uh, Georgia guy, Alabama guy, down south guy, you know, lost his mom, lost his, you know, had a lot of losses in his life as far as personally, personally, you know. And so, okay, now this guy's made it to, made it, made it through college. He's got a great college education. And now he's got a great, um, now he's in the NFL with a chance to enhance his life. Like that, you, there, is no, there is no loss when you talk about something like that. Like there is, you can't, you can't possibly tell me that person has lost anything. Yes, he's lost in the, in the uh, aspect of he's lost a loved one, but he didn't lost in the game of life, right? I guess we're all still playing this big game of life, which is, you know, that's what we're doing. Or even this, right? I watched... Uh, and uh, obviously, if you guys seen the Oscars or whatever, you've seen this big old slap or whatever, you know, but I'm not really, you know, that ain't really for me to speak on. The thing is, I, I wanted to speak on the movie King Richard uh, from Will Smith. Like um, that was competition. Right. So Serena and Venus Williams um, had the craziest competition. Right. There there wasn't girls, especially black girls doing it like their black girl magic. Shout out. Um, there wasn't girls like that doing um, doing numbers like that. Like there wasn't girls, black girls playing tennis, let alone, from you know, I think they said they were from Compton. Right. I think that's where the movie depicted it. Like they were from, you know, L.A., um, especially again, they, they were in a predominantly a, a sport that, you know, people didn't look like them or people didn't, you know, play like them or people didn't dress like them. And, you know, it was different for them. So it was a competition. Um, it was a bigger pool of a competition, big whirlpool of competition that you were just like, oh, wow, you know, um, these girls are really doing it. I'm sure you got to think about the pressure that, you know, these girls were under, you know, 15, 14, 13. The whole world is looking at them like, what well, you know, what are these girls really made of? And that's a lot of pressure to put on kids, you know, but it's either the competition, right? It's the whole segment. It is the competition either is going to make you or is going to break you, right? Um, um, <laughs> I worked at, in a personal side story. I worked at Subway. Um, I worked at Subway and, bro, I was nervous 24-7, right? I didn't even, you know what? I don't even know what I was thinking when I got the job at Subway. I was just like, man, I need a job. Right. And my homies was working at Subway. So I'm like, you know what? Let me let me go ahead and get a little job at Subway. Right. But every time, every time a person would come in and, you know, I was a sandwich. I was an official sandwich specialist. Put some respect. <laughs> Capital K. Put some respect. Are y'all finished or y'all done? Put some respect on my sandwich making. You feel me? So, boom. 
A little shorty come in there and said, yeah, can I get the BLT? <laughs> All right, little baby girl. But then when it's time to like put on the gloves, like my gloves will break. You know, the first time I'm putting on the gloves, I'm putting on the wrong size gloves. So right off the bat, in the first two minutes, now my body's getting all hot and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I done, I done snapped through two gloves already. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, and we, with Subway especially, you know, they staring directly at you. Like, you know, they kind of waiting for their sub because Subway people move, you know, it's kind of this big assembly thing. Subway people move kind of frequently through, right? They move fast and people that are waiting for their sandwich, bro, they trying to get in and get out. They they they're not usually going to sit in in the in the um in a little cafe or whatever and and hang out. They they trying to get in, they trying to go home or do whatever. So right off the bat, I just broke two gloves. Already embarrassed. All right, cool. Finally got the gloves on. Bro, I just put the gloves on and five minutes is already been wasted. All right. I'm like, damn. Well, hey, it can't get nowhere. I was like, hey, literally, and I do this all the time. I'm like, you know what? It can't get any worse from here. <laughs> Boy, if you don't stop. <laughs> so I went to like the little like oven to grab the bread. Your boy done dropped the bread. I'm like, damn, man. You know, now my body is already at a like a really medium temperature. Now that boy cranking up like you just turned the furnace up a little bit. So I'm like, all right, well, hey, players mess up all the time. So boom, I grab another piece of bread. Boom. I'm like, all right, you know, finally, you know, uh, toast the bread. Boom. I'm like, all right, now we moving and grooving. But um <laughs> It's like I had dyslexia or something like that because she would say lettuce, tomatoes, and lettuce, tomatoes, onions, pickles, and I'm like, uh, my hands couldn't move fast enough, bro. I swear, like I really got like arthritis in my hand at one point because my hands start cramping up when it's time to grab the lettuce, and then like I'm like, oh no, like, and I'm dropping the lettuce and the onions, and then I'm dropping the pickles, and I'm like, man. Like, I knew I was bad at the job. It wasn't like, it wasn't a question like if I was bad at the job. Oh, my boy, I knew I was bad at the job. It was only a matter of time before they canned me. I already knew that. But I'm like, hey, you know, let me at least try to get some of these Pepsis for free before I get up out of here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy already knew I was getting up out of there. Um, <laughs> so one day they was like, yeah, I was like, uh, I was on my way, you know, in the... Uh, I set my alarm or whatever. I took a nap or whatever. And it's, you know, alarm go off. And I'm like, let me get my ass up before I'm late. So I get up or whatever. And I get a call. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even got to come in today. We just going to mail your check. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to see y'all this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About this weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I got fired. So I got fired on, on, I can't even say it was my off day because technically I was supposed to be working, but I was just that bad. Um, and I think I was just nervous. I think I was just nervous to um, about the job. I think ner that nerves was a big thing for me. And um, I think that's just what that was. But I mean, hey, it is what it is. I, I still like sandwiches to this day. I don't really go. I don't really eat fresh anymore like that, like, uh, like I used to, but... Um, Still love the place. If I needed sub, nine times out of ten is where I'm going. But I really haven't been uh, making subs or anything like that. So, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my competition story with that. But not really even competition. It was just sidebar. 
So, but if we're talking about franchising or a franchise, right? You got Wendy's who's out there, right? And to me, to me, I'm gonna be a hundred percent real with you. No one's really fucking with Wendy's, and the reason I say that is McDonald's is the hot spot. Yeah, okay, they cool or whatever. Boom. But ain't nobody really fucking with Wendy's, and the reason I say that is because who in the game made a four for four, bro? The four for four changed the game single handedly. Four dollars and twenty six cents. I already know it on the dot. If I get it, if I get eliminated, it's gonna be a little bit extra. And sometimes I be feeling like that because I'm like, you know what, Wendy's, you just blessed me, bless up. That's how I feel. That's how honestly how I feel because. When Wendy's, when they dropped the four for four, bro, it changed the game. Four dollars. All I need is four dollars and I'm like full. Like I can be I can get a full meal for four dollars. Bro, that's crazy. Right. No one's doing it like that. Burger King, I think, tried to do something. Shout out Burger King. Burger King tried to do like I think like nuggets for a dollar. And I'm going to be real with you. Them nuggets was trash. Them nuggets was really trash. And again, we talking about Wendy, right? With the two pigtails. If we talking about Wendy, oh, you talking about Wendy? Who you talking? You talking about Wendy? Oh, Wendy from? Oh, yeah, Wendy, right? Them spicy chicken nuggets? Bro, who touching that? Nobody. Ain't nobody touching those spicy, spicy chicken nuggets, my boy. Ain't nobody touching that. Not for real. Um... McDonald's, I think everyone just loves McDonald's. I don't think you can really debate if if McDonald's is top tier or top dog. I think McDonald's been holding it down for a while. But the thing is, right, because I think they, they did a little like two for three. I don't, you know, I don't really, um, I haven't really been to McDonald's in a while to where I could recount like what the two for three even is. And I want to say some years back, it was like a weird documentary they had about the the terribleness of McDonald's. Um, and even that, like, I feel like every time you go to McDonald's, the ice cream machine is down. Like, I, I think that's I think their biggest thing is to me is the ice cream late night. And how am I how am I supposed to realistically get me my ice cream fix if y'all machine always down? You know what I'm saying? I think that's that was a, like a national thing that, well, maybe not a national thing. I'm putting a little bit too much on that. But among my peers and among the people I hang with, that like that's like a running joke. And I feel like that's a running joke on social media. And it's a running joke that everyone agrees with because it's true. And um, don't get me wrong. Everyone goes to McDonald's, bro. Everyone needs a break. Like, like my boy, I'm not about to do an eight hour shift with, and I ain't getting no break or nothing like that, you know? So I think I think that's what it really is, is I, I don't know how often people are ordering ice cream throughout the day. I do not work at McDonald's. You do not see no McDonald's uniform on me, sir. So I really don't know um, how that uh, really works, to be completely honest with you. Um, more tailored towards me um, as far as sports. I feel like m- most of my competition goes towards sporting events, right? So, um, um, I started playing basketball really young. Um, that was kind of my, like my biggest sport. Um, and with that, I think 
seventh grade, sixth grade, I really start. No, fifth grade, like I was, I was always like okay, like I would never say like I was amazing. I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I'm downplaying this or not, but I, 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 I don't. I'm gonna go from seventh grade and I'm gonna go back down. I'm gonna go to seventh, eighth, and I'm gonna go back down. Seventh, eighth, ninth, seventh, no, seventh, eighth, eighth grade summer, then I'm gonna go back down. So seventh grade, I got my first chance, first chance to start that I, well, not that I'm talking about it, I started in fifth grade in a separate league, but um, I just had a poor, I, you know what, not a, not a, we're eclipsing on this, like it's kind of coming to me while I'm broadcasting this. So fifth grade, um, I loved Allen Iverson, right? I had a real big fro and some, t- I think one time, you know, I went back you know, to my grandma's house. I used to stay at my grandma's house a lot. And um, I got my hair braided. And I had a I had a basketball game. Oh, man. I had a basketball game with some, like, my fifth grade teammates. And, um, bro, I was trash for real. But I had the attitude like AI. But I didn't have the game like AI. Right. I had the AI look. Right. You got the cornrows. You got the headband. Right. I had all the AI attributes, but I didn't have the AI game. And it was one thing. Um, I, I I'm going to be real with you. Like I half listen to my mom sometimes because I'd be like, she tripping. But it was one time where she it was, it was something that rang true. She had said, like, bro, your attitude's like fucked up. Right. It was a, it was the game. It was like our championship game. We were like okay throughout the season. I wouldn't say we was balling. I wouldn't say we was you know. It was like an average season, and we still like like our average ass team made it to the championship. But I and I, I want to say it was really a cohesive thing. But when we got to the championship, we got blew out. But the thing is, in the championship game, I didn't. Again, I used to I I used to talk a lot. Like again, like I had uh, corn rolls and everything, but. In the championship game, I really that's when I started to realize like, oh, damn, like these guys are really relying on me because um, I don't know. I guess I was just going through the motion most of the season, like doing what I usually do. But when we got to the championship, I didn't even think we were that good to go. First of all, first and foremost, I never I don't think I ever really been to a championship before that. Or maybe I have. I just can't really, you know, as a kid, you know, everything is coming at you so new and so fast that you probably don't remember. Um, but did, I kind of realized how bad I let my team down because we got spanked. Like we got spanked in this championship game. And every time I got subbed out, I was I was mad because I'm like, man, I'm kind of actually I actually was doing really good in this game. But again, I was kind of playing a lot of selfish ball. Um, I was I was doing a lot of selfishness with myself. Like I wasn't really playing team ball and then, like. I remember after we lost, I didn't want to shake these motherfuckers' hands. I didn't want to shake their hand, you know. Um, but you know, <laughs> it's fifth grade, right? <laughs> so I we you know get into the the handshake line or whatever, and I think she had talked to me separate and was just like, every time we were subbed out, you just had this bad attitude, and I'm like, and I'm like, yo, I was like, man, I was hooping, dog. What you talking about? I'm hooping, but like, well, the more I thought about it, I was like, dang, like. I, I really felt it that day. Like, I really felt how much they relied on me that day. Like, I really felt the, the pressure of the game that day more than I ever did. 
And that's why that rang true to me. Like, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, so we lost that. And then I'm coming into sixth grade. In sixth grade, it's not really official basketball. Like, you're not really playing, like, any official basketball. Um, it's more, you know, you know, you just kind of... It's, it's still unofficial unless you're doing, like, some, you know, some amateur athletics or something like that, you know. But seventh grade is where, you you know, you start playing for your middle school, junior high, you know, team or whatever. And the seventh grade... I got my chance to start again. Um, I still think at that time my game wasn't really developed. Like I could only go to my right hand. Um, I don't even know what my jump shot was. I don't even know if I had a jump shot. Um, I just I just remember my game being so raw. Still, I could I could only really go to do a right hand layup. I had no handles to save my life, but I was just really quick and I was fast. So I didn't really have to do too much to get by a person because um, I was so, you know, athletic. But in turn, like, again, my game was really raw and I didn't really take the time to, like, practice on my left hand that much. I'm like, bro, my right hand is so good. I don't really have to worry about my left until I met, you know, until, you know, this kid moved into our city um, at the time. And, you know, he was three or four inches taller than me. And at the time I was kind of the best in the city. And this kid kind of came through and was hooping like he had a whole pack. He had a package that I'd never seen before. Like, I'm, I definitely didn't see anybody sixth and seventh grade, you know, lay laying the ball up with their left hand. And I'm like, yo, like and this dude was doing pull ups in sixth, seventh grade, doing pull ups between the legs, pull up three pointers. You know, I was taking those shots. Yeah, but I wasn't making those shots. Right. So I'm taking those. I'm taking the same shots he's taking, but he making them. He actually. So, you know, he he'll do a he, let's say he five for 11. I'm one for eight. But it looks I'm taking all these big shots, but I'm not making these big shots. So I think that's when I kind of the game slowed down to me a lot at that point. Um, and I was really trying to define what my game was because I really couldn't define what my game was. Um. And eventually I, I dealt with a lot of seventh grade. Hmm. I can't remember if it was seventh grade or, or eighth grade. I started dealing with a lot more. Um, I can't really remember that much. Um, but I just remember either the, the next year, same thing. I think seventh grade summer, I kind of got in the lab a little bit, but. You know what? Now I remember I worked on my mid range like that's that was my only goal in the seventh in my seventh grade summer was my mid range. I'm like, I don't have a defined game. Like if you look at my game, you can't define it by anything like I'm not amazing at anything specific. I'm just OK at everything. Like I'm just OK with like I can get a, a couple rebounds. I can play some defense. I'm OK across the board. I'm not great at anything. And so I was like, you know what? Make shooting a priority because that's how you score. Right? Um defense is all heart and hustle. Like it doesn't it doesn't take much to be a defender. All you need to do is be able to hustle and have heart. But that's it. That that's it. And communicate, right? Yo, 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 get the big, get the big, switch on the screen. Like that's it. Like move here and tell them what to do. And communicate on defense. That's like that's it. So I think going into that summer, all I did mid range J's, mid range jumpers, mid range jumpers, 
right? <laughs> so coming into eighth grade, I was I was named a starter. And um, I was excited because I had crafted my game to the point where I can go right hand for sure. I'm faster than you. I'm quicker than you. My left hand is still really spotty. But realistically, I never go left anyway. But I just got this mid range in my package. So I'm coming into this like, yo, <laughs> OK, it's a, I'm a problem. Like, I'm really a problem now. Um, and no, no, no. Seriously, I really was a problem. So um, eighth grade, we had enacted a uniform policy. And I'm like, bro, this is basketball. Like, I'm not wearing no uniform the day of the game. You remember, bro, I had, you know, Alan is the Allen Iverson effect, bro. I'm like, practice. Practice, not 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 the game, not the not not the game. Come on, man, we we talking about practice, practice. Not not the game that I die for. That you see me play. when you see me play, you see me play, don't you? Practice, man. Were we were we really to practice? I get it. I'm the franchise player. I'm supposed to be there and all this stuff. But practice, man. What are we really talking about? Practice. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's, it's practice. Nah, I said all that and I got sidetracked. But <laughs> um, he enacted a uniform policy to wear a tie. You know, and I'm like, no. Why? I, I didn't I didn't see. You know what? I, I was a, a rebel with no cause because I, I used to do stuff to just like kind of you know, piss people off, to be honest with you, um, because I had a lecture in my like English class or something. And I wore I wore a tie. I wore my collared shirt or my dress pants. But, dog, I'm not about to wear this tie all day. So I wore it to the class that I needed to. But it's also game day. Right. And I think this is a I can't remember. This is the second or third game of the season. And I'm a starter. Remember, I'm starter and we go. I'm jumping a little bit, but I'm a starter. And I'm gonna get to that when I was named a starter. I was so happy because, man, all the work I just put in in the summer is paying off right now. All the work I just put in is paying off. Like when I got when we got to the tryouts, I'm balling in tryouts again. My left hand is really spotty. I don't really you know, it's eighth grade. Not, not really. Not many people are shooting from three like that. So I think that's when. I tried to separate myself by I was always a decent free throw shooter, so it never really mattered about free throws that much. But realistically, in the clutch, yeah, it mattered. But I never was in one of those situations so far. So I'm like, man, they named me as a starter. It's my time. Right. And first couple games, um, I was still getting used to being out there, you know, being used to. I did OK. I probably I'm going to be real with you, probably average. 5.7 points a game, 5.7 to like 6.1, right? If 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 I'm being real with you, like five points a game in eighth grade, like I thought I was hooping. Um, so first, second game, and we're winning, right? We're all, everyone's playing really good. The team morale is high. Um, the third game comes, and again, the first two games, I didn't, the first couple of games that I was supposed to do, I didn't wear no tie, but he again, he kind of warned me the first game, second game again. He was like, I was like, oh, man, I just kind of forgot. And then the third game, I wore the tie to the lecture 
But again, you know, I I just want to push his buttons to see what he was really about. Um, realistically, right? Um, because again, and this is selfish, right? I just I I felt like the team lived and died by me. So if if I, if I don't push the the coach's buttons, how do I know if he really gonna ride for us or not? Realistically, so I wore the tie to the lecture, took the tie off, said, fuck that tie. What are you going to do? Right. Fuck that tie. So I get to um, we it's a game at seven o'clock that night. Right. Again, he saw me earlier with the tie. He comment on it. Right. Again, I'm, I'm pressing him. I'm pressing him at this point. I want to see what he about. He's like, hey, man, where's your tie? Oh, I was like, oh, I was like, ah, man, I took it off. Looked at him. Ah, man, yeah, I took it off. Young dog, right? So I was like, yeah, 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 man, I took it off. I ain't feel like wearing it. <laughs> you feel me? So we get to the game is seven o'clock. He on the he right, and I I respect I respect him to this day for this. I respect him like he like for real to this day got my respect for sure. All the starters are on there. So-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. I'm a starter. I'm looking. I'm like, I put my hand up. I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't see my name. He was like, I told you. You, not, you didn't wear your tie? You're not going to play. That's it, right? Like, that was it right there. So I'm like, all right, bet. Like, now, at this point, again... I'm your dog. I'm your guy. Right. At this point, I at this point, I definitely can respect him for for his stance. But now it's either it's either I'm young, bro, too. Like I'm stupid young. Now, at this point now, is either you're going to respect what you're going to say or you're going to say fuck him again. And again, bro, Ice Cube ruined my life. I say this all the time. So. I looked at him, got my backpack, and I'm walk I'm walking out like I'm leaving. He was like, if you leave, if he was like, if you leave this room right now, you're leaving the team. I looked back at him. Like I got my backpack on. <laughs> got my backpack on. So then it deuces. I'm gone. That was it. I left. Right. I left. It really didn't have to get to that point. Right. I think. I think at the time, I just didn't see the point of wearing a tie. And I, the thing is, it's a tie, the tie is a symbolism, obviously, for something. It's a metaphor for something. Right. All I had to do was ask him, why do you feel the need for us to wear a tie as basketball players? And he could have been real with me and. I want to mold y'all into young men. That's it. But like, I was pigheaded. Like I didn't, I didn't wear a tie on no other team that I played for. I didn't wear. I didn't have to do. I felt like I was jumping through hoops to play on a team that's already my team. Like these dudes already believe in me. But. I feel like you're trying to change who I am as a person and the dynamic was shifting. But again, eighth grade, what do you, bro, I'm 12, 13 years old. 
So in a way, yeah, you made a stance. Yes, you made a great stance. Okay, but you're not a great communicator. You you communicate by actions. Yes, you walked out, you stormed out. You said, fuck that tie. You didn't wear your tie. Fuck the tie. That's what you said. Right. That's what you said multiple times. You challenged them. That's great. You did everything a leader was supposed to do except communicate. That's where you were missing. All your actions, they're going to live and die by your actions, your team. They're going to they gonna ride for you or not because of what you did. Yeah. But all you had to do was talk to them. Be like, why, why do you feel the need to wear this tie? But again, I'm a kid, bro. I just didn't like, I just didn't like the, the, that, that we were doing, that we were uniformed players. Um, I felt like it made us stand out a little bit, I guess. And I already stood out enough, and I just didn't want to stand out even more. I guess if I had to really unpack it, um, and I think I think yeah, it was again, it was just a metaphor for something bigger than life. And I think maybe if he maybe if he would have explained that, like, hey, I wanna I wanna I wanna make this team a uniform team, and so they're so that we're in sync and we're cohesive. I think if he would have said that. Instead of like subliminally, subliminally saying it, if he would have actually said it, then it would have made a big difference. But he he didn't actually say that. And that's why we butted heads. So the season wasn't dead. Right. It season wasn't like over. I think eventually we had talked it out later on. And um, I end up sitting on the bench for the rest of the season. But at least I got to be around the team. And then. That kind of showed me again, I've always been a really good basketball player, but I've never been. No, no. Let me rephrase that. I've always been a really good hooper. Bro, I can hoop. Like, I can hoop. But I was never a good basketball player. Allen Iverson, James Harden, they can hoop. Like, they can hoop, but they're not good basketball players. That's the difference. So, I think um, me sitting on the bench during that time and, like, dang, like, I can't hoop. Like, I'm done for the season. Four games in. You know, you really just starting to get your game together, all this stuff. But, like, you're not a team player. Still, like you still not. And this thing is, this is three years running where you've been dealing with this. Right. But it, it, it's the Allen Iverson effect. Yeah, but it's also the Jordan effect, I feel like. Right. Because if you look at the last dance, the documentary from Michael Jordan, it was um, it was um, there is no I in team, but it's an I in win. So what does that mean? What what does that really mean? And Michael Jordan is a winner by all means of the word, winner. He is. So um I don't know. I just felt like mm-hmm. basketball sometimes can be an individual sport within a team game. And I say that because when you think about someone hitting a game winner, 
it's a one-on-one scenario. If you say isolation, that means you're that means the person with the basketball is isolated and he's going one-on-one with somebody. Isolation. So when they say you're on the island by yourself, you're on an island by yourself. That's that's what commentators say. That's what that's hearsay. That you're on an island by yourself in a team game. What? So is basketball really even a team game? That's what I kind of wonder. Because um, the game is getting so I don't want to get too deep into that. I just kind of wanted to share that share that portion of it because, again, I, I just felt like it's go- I'm going into a, a deeper portion of it and it's, it's a couple of things I want to talk about before um, we wrap this up because we're about um, 40 45 minutes in so we gotta you know wrap it up pretty soon um again quote of the day believe in vibes words often lie so if if we were to unpack anything we just said from uh, my childhood as far as basketball is the work is the vibe was I want to make you guys uniform team synchronized basketball players to show that, you know, we can hold our head high. We're of higher morals. We're of higher standard. We are the gold standard of basketball teams. That's that was the vibe. But the words didn't match the vibe. The words were often a lie and my words were often a lie. How can I say I am a team player? I am for the team and I walked out on my team. How can I say I'm your team captain? Your team captain just left you and you got a game in an hour. So that's that's saying. As you being the captain of the Titanic and you're like, I'm going down with the ship. If the ship goes down, I'm going down with it. But then, you know, you hit that iceberg, and you know, like, see ya. Wouldn't want to be you. That's what that is. So your action when it was turbulence, when the waters, when the waves was crashing at your ship, was, I'm going down with the ship. But when you hit that iceberg, you were, skr, skr, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone, folk. I'm gone. I'm, I'm about it. So y- your your words lied. Um, and um, your vibes were different. Um, it's like two or three things I want to touch more on. And by all means, this is not really a political podcast. I don't want to, I don't, I don't usually talk about politics, but we're, we are talking about competition and uh, a debate is the biggest, is the biggest form of competition. Um, um, if we're going presidential, right. Um, yeah, you, you got to be you got to put yourself out there as far as debating goes when it comes to that, because you you want to win the nomination. You want to win over Electoral College. You want to win over the American people. Right. You want to do that. And hold on. Actually, I thought of something else as far as competition. Um, oh, um, I thought of something else as far as competition, but. Yeah. So as a debater, you're trying to display the best points that you can possibly make as a debater or a person of interest potentially to run 
this thing we call the US of A, the government, whatever you want to do when it comes to that. When you run for uh, electoral office, when you run for an open spot, um, you're running to say that, hey, I am the best at this and this is why. And if you want to debate, meet me here and let's talk about why I am better than you. Let's talk about why I have more influence than you. Let's talk about why I have more change than you. Let's talk about why I can make more of a difference than you. That's what a debate is. And again, if we're going back to the quote of the day, believe in the vibes. So, all right. So let's say, boom. Um, um, Lucy. Um, Henry, Lucy Henrik. All right. Lucy Henrik has this amazing resume like. You know, she's good in the housing market. She's with all these, you know, um, relay for life and, you know, this and this and that. Um, she's she her resume is stacked up to the point where you have no doubt in your mind. And she's been pre, she's had previous experience in separate other offices or something like that. You know, not to put too many, you know, two official names on it, but she is super official when it comes to the things that she's doing and her resume speaks for itself. But you got this, you know, she's she's got six or seven years of experience doing this, this and that. And you got this new guy coming out and it's his first time like he fish out of water, like he don't really know what's what. But let's say <clears throat> they get into debate and this first year guy blows Lucy out of the water when it comes to the debate. Right. Oh, shoot. This first year guy is talking. Right. We, we, we believe in his vibes, but can we be, but words often lie? But can we believe in his words because he has no previous he has no not a lot of experience previously. So, yeah, we believe in your vibes off of that debate alone. You wrecked Lucy Hendricks or whatever. Right. Man, when you got to the debate, boy, you was out there showing out when you he's out there doing your thing there. Tip my hat to you. Right. Um, I tip my hat to you because I believed in your vibes at that time. Now, let's say we elect so and so, so and so anonymous. We elect anonymous and anonymous. His words ain't matching up with what he's been saying. So we didn't believe in your vibes, but your words ain't matching up with what you were saying. So now, now that is that that's a big anomaly when we come to and talk about competition in a, in a debate, right? Because you know that that just changes the whole um, that just changes the whole plan or changes whatever you know that just changes a lot from you know what what previously was said and what previously had happened. Um, and I and I think that's a big thing too, and I think that's why there's such a distrust when it comes to well I don't know you know I haven't I haven't completely heard a lot of people's opinions but I've heard some several opinions from people that that believe that um they can't believe in a politician they can't believe in politicians because again we believe in your vibes but your words aren't telling what you you know words aren't telling you know what you've been saying but again it gets deep I feel like that stuff gets a lot deep you know um, real, real deep. And sometimes maybe you are stifled. Maybe it really is hard for someone to make a change. But again, as an outsider, as an outside perspective, I can't see what, you know, what's happening on, you know, whatever seat you hold. But again, I believed in you so much that it hurts that you didn't do this, this and this. And uh, we feel a certain type of way about that. 
The last thing I'm going to touch on is dancing. And I know I did a whole separate, uh, I think, episode three or four or maybe five, literally titled Dancing. Um, And I tried to get one of, uh, I think I shouted out Tony Heath, uh, flexing his art. Shout out Tony Heath again. Um, I wanted to get a quote from him and how he felt about uh, his competition when it comes to dancing. Um, One of my favorite dance movies. and Oh, shout out Shannon Tatum, man. That cracker got some skills, man. That white boy got definitely got some skills when it comes to to, to breaking it down. I definitely didn't think uh, he could dance like that. I didn't think you know. I didn't think that he had no moves like that. You know, the brown boy's got some moves now. You know, so um, my favorite my favorite movie is uh, or movie when it comes to dancing is You Got Served. Um, you Got Served. I think I watched that as a youngin and. That was like to me the coldest dance movie I ever seen, and um, it was some guys in there that just blew the competition out the water, and they knew it. Like they came in there with bravado and confidence, and that you know the chip in their shoulder. I think when you got that chip to be the best, that molds you more than any anything. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want to be the best? And that it'll show within your work work ethic, within your team, within the people you got around you. So. That movie really served a purpose for me because I used to dance, but again, like I never, again, I I didn't really take anything like that serious. But I just do, I just, I just felt like the, you know, the 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 music and the rhythm just moves you, so you you know, you naturally just dance. But um, that movie, uh, Dirty Dirty Dancing, uh, I don't even think I've really seen Dirty Dancing, but I know that is a very popular movie, and I know uh, there's a lot of reviews on it. Uh, but realistically, I don't think I've ever really seen it. Um, Stump the Yard uh, was a, a big movie for me. Um, Stump the Yard was a movie that I was just like, man, th- this. That's when I felt like the evolution of dance is going, like it, it's changing so much, and it's more. It more suits me. It more suits my rhythm and how I move on my day to day, and I think that was 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 a movie that really changed my perspective on things. Um, I think that's all I got for today. Um, this is again, uh, one and only host. Um, I think I'm gonna drop a couple other videos. Um, at this point now, I'd love to take some suggestions from y'all. Like if y'all got like a topic that you think is cool, you want me to touch on. Um, I got a couple ideas about some stuff I want to touch on, but it's always cool to hear ideas and opinions from people that actually listen to me. And shout out to the people that actually subscribe to the YouTube and the people actually listen. Like, again, people actually listen to me. I didn't think when I first started this, I didn't think nobody would actually listen. So um, I definitely appreciate that. So, um, yeah, just reach out to me on social. Uh, I think it's The Guiding Life 4, The Guiding Life 4 on Instagram. And I think uh, my personal Instagram is dhood21. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, just uh, just reach out to me on socials and just uh, kind of let me know what you're feeling. All right, one.